Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestlers with Experience. Um, episode, I forget again. 44, bro. Episode 44, correct. Uh, today is once again all AEW talk. Yes, yes, There's yes. a lot of things that went down at the conference, I believe, was it Friday or Saturday? It was uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yes, they had the uh, Double or Nothing uh, press conference and fan rally mm-hmm. at the MGM Grand. In Las Vegas, Nevada. Right. Um, a lot of surprises and a lot of announcements came out of AEW. A lot of shakeup. Uh, let me tell you something about this AEW. I don't want to hear no more talk, no more rallies. All right. I need a product. It's a, it's like high school almost. It's almost like college football. You go to the pep rally. You pep up the team. You don't. We don't know... I like what they're doing with AEW, but we don't know if it works yet. Okay. We don't know if AEW works. We don't know if the format is what we are palatable. I believe it will be successful. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if AEW works yet. And in theory, it should work. Reality is this shit can fall flat on its face. I hope it doesn't. We need an alternative to the sometime stalemate once in a while on point WWE product. Yeah. And not everyone is on the Japan movement. Mm-hmm. No one is on the Oriental Asian uh China uh market movement and Mexican wrestling, the Mexican scene will always be the Mexican scene. Mm-hmm. But um I need the rallies. I get the purpose of the rallies. You gotta do the signings. But how many rallies can you have? And still not give us a product outside of one event six months later. Okay, well, one was, we got to bear in mind, one was the announcement of the formation of the company. This one right now is the marketing of a pay-per-view. Got it. So now. How many more How many more of those do you take on? Uh, right now, I really don't see any more rallies. But they'll do it. Because they're treating this like college football. Well, I mean, advertising and getting the word out for their product is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Not at all. But but it's like um, we, we, we know a person who used to have a public access show. Imagine each one of those shows being labeled as a rally. As people, we are talking in code. But imagine labeling each one of those shows as a rally. What was the one question that was asked? When's the wrestling coming? Yeah. Other than, uh, I thought you actually was going to say the other question was, can I see your feet? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, because that would be giving the person away. But the question would be, yeah, when's the, the wrestling? Scenes, Where's the, the wrestling, wrestling coming? Right. So now. I mean, we know it's coming. Mm-hmm. But do we treat this like public access rally events? Or do we actually go, we but got then, a product? But then the cat doing the public access wasn't that sharp. Well, I'm, that. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not identify. I don't want to identify him or even bring it there. I'm just saying having a show about having a show when there's no show. How long do you have it when you create these public rallies? And I just to add in the event sold out completely. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking them. I I love it. I need competition. Okay. But I don't want to be a fan of celebrating non-existence. Well. Even though we know they're building it. And, I don't want to be a fan of celebrating. Right. Well, a Because prema- what we're doing is prematurely celebrating at this moment. Right now, we just, you know, you want to see, you want to, you want them to show and prove. It's show and prove time. So without further ado, show and prove, guys. But let's get down to the brass tacks. Yeah. And, and another thing that's it's starting to bother me, um, I now understand when a wrestler from WWE said they cheered this is awesome just to say this is awesome but sometimes it's not awesome they just do it for the moment they just do it because they want to be a part of the chant and that's okay but what happens if that's selling a that's like a chick saying I'm the baddest bitch in the world but in reality she's a pillow princess and you have to pay to support this bad bitch because she's done nothing but look in the mirror at herself and create a presentation. Now you get with this chick and you have to keep up her presentation. 
and that's a heavy thing to do. Yes. So right now, AEW is a bitch who walked into the club. You want to take her home, but what if it ain't putting out the way it's showing out? Now, AEW has a problem in my book. Okay. All of this is for nothing if they don't Hulk Hogan this shit. And I don't mean sign Hulk Hogan. You better go get John Cena. And you better get those guys to dig in their pocket and create a $50 million deal and go get yourself a John Cena. And I say this why. You know why WCW ended up being able to punch Vince in the face? Because they had Hulk Hogan. Not, they had Hulk Hogan, but they had those two other components. They had Scott and they had Hall. They had they had Hall and they had Nash. Right. I was about to say like. You had Scott Hall, <laughs> you had Kevin Nash, and you had Hulk Hogan. But you knew WCW was a problem because of a power acquisition. Now, what you're going to have is you're going to have WWE fans who they're going to try to detour one to two million fans over to AEW. Right now, AEW, I would say, is 500,000 strong. Okay. Let's just, let's just be real. 500,000 strong. Um, maybe 600,000 strong. You have to now create a deterrent to bring the people in. You must create that nuclear explosion that make people, but Eric Bischoff say, they got to look, they got to turn. You got to create that flash. They created awareness. They creating great branding. WWE don't even want their shirts at the fucking events, which is a lawsuit in my eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever, in my personal opinion. You take these things in. They need a name that makes the average wrestling fan, which is where your market is at, your financial market. This is not a, just about wrestlers right now. This is business. And the Khan family is in the business. This is, this is not a we love wrestling thing. Yeah, they probably do love wrestling. Now let's talk money. Do you spend 30 million bucks on getting a John Cena or getting John Cena? Pulling a Hulk Hogan-like blow to the company. Now you got a John Cena. And then you go get yourself a Hall and Nash. And you really build that brand. Because right now you got a lot of phenomenal talents that are great, but they're not necessarily main eventers. We got a lot of, outside of Kenny Omega and Cody and the Bucks. You got a lot of talent that's phenomenal, but they was always pushed out the back door of WWE during dark matches or they barely hung around ROH, and they moonlighted in New Japan. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what is going to be the franchise player and movement of this company to make them the major player we know they can be? Well, you know, so that's just me looking at it. If I'm an investor and I'm saying, what does it take to get John Cena? What does it take to cause a crippling blow to the, what is the term they use for uh, a, a, a casual fan? How do we make a casual fan roll over? Because a casual fan is where your money is at. And mm -hmm. the casual fan reignites the hardcore fans. So, so AEW is a hardcore wrestling fan based system. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> What happens when you need that casual audience to come in? I'm not asking you that question. I'm just saying hypothetically. Uh, 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 it's a uh, Romeo question. We do need casual fans to roll in. You need so you need star quality. You need star power. You need. They don't have an it factor. Kenny Omega is an it factor, but they need a outside it factor. You can go get Goldberg. Great. Okay. Whatever. But someone who has been a part of the staple. Remember, what made it work for Hogan that he was the backbone of the company. Mm -hmm. John Cena is technically in the Hulk Hogan position where he's there, but eh. he's the backbone of the company. But, you know, maybe they can get The Rock. Maybe they can get so and so. But I say. Rock does too much business right. with WWE. But, you know, but, that, but that's not going to happen. So. But this was just my hypothetical. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I say, as the doors are opening, let's see the presentation first. And then 
we can probably go on to decide, well, maybe they do need so-and-so and so-and-so so to boost this thing. Here's the problem. Based off of what you're seeing, are you happy? So far, so good. So far, so good. I'm giving you, I just gave you $100 million. You show me that, and we got a fucking problem. I need you to get your shit together come September. I need these television networks to give me $200 fucking million dollars. I need a guaranteed primetime spot because my, my football team got their primetime spot. Mm-hmm. I need a guaranteed primetime motherfucking spot. And even if I get that primetime spot, how do I get the casual fan back on the product when the hardcore fan is the only one watching? Well, you need that major star. But now my thing is this. How do you convince the major star, to cater to the hardcore fan. You know, we're talking about wrestling, and as the Million Dollar Man said, everyone's got a price. Um, Vince is very well connected. Vince is very well established. And we're going to get into everything that happened in AEW recently. And so is Tony Khan. You don't have, you, you have friends you don't want when you're a billionaire. You have friends that you need when you're a billionaire. Okay. But that billionaire has created millionaires, and that's a fact. Okay. To me, there has to be, when Hogan came over, you know what he got promised? Television shows, this, that. This nigga Cena wants to be an actor in Hollywood, or he would not be going after Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need to dig in their bag of tricks and treat him like a Michael fucking Jordan and give him the $20 million one-year deal or the $32 million one-year deal. Maybe he needs to change the format of wrestling forever. And John Cena is your most important element because he is still currently an active roster person. His contract is probably coming up soon. And if you can guarantee him the world championship as a heel, which we know Cena becoming a heel right now is no different than Hogan becoming a heel. Back in 96. You know what I'm saying? With the NWO. Cena is in a very unique place whether he knows it or not. And if Cody is smart, he knows he needs a major player. So you need to start talking to niggas now in the company that's going to talk to Cena just about what's happening. And Cena needs to look back and go, well, how much longer do I go with this WWE shit? Remember with Hogan, lighter workload, this, that, and the other, Mm -hmm. money in the bank, blah, blah, blah. Cena could be that person. Now, Cena brings what? The casual fan. Because little kids love Cena. Parents know John Cena. Some of those kids are 15, 16 years old now, and they're going through puberty, and they're angry, and they're frustrated. Just like when Hogan became that man, it was a lot of young dudes Mm -hmm. who was turning 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Life was happening, and the NWO showed up, and these motherfuckers was not fucking playing. And it related to the attitude of the teenager. Now we have a generation, generation now, look at me, talk to me, read my tweets, see my Instagram, acknowledge me. They want to be seen immediately. Mm -hmm. We live in the millennial and the social justice warrior generation. John Cena can be the king of the millennial wrestling scene by just being an entitled dude in AEW. I'm just looking at business. Okay. It's an interesting dynamic. It's just looking at the it's looking at the way the world is moving to get half of these AEW fans are millennials. The hardcore ones. Okay. If you're following Matt and Jack, was that his name? That one's Jack. Nick and, Nick Nick and, and Matt. I was thinking about someone yeah, else. Nick and Matt. When you got you're following um Nick and Matt, they got the millennials in their hands. But there is a self-entitlement. We went to WWE, we were scared in the locker room and then Booker T messed with it, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. You need the casual audience to hold television. Now, as you people heard me say on this show, and I'm being long-winded, forgive me, I'm just breaking down a strategy tomorrow. Love and Hip Hop, which we all have watched through a girlfriend who's gathered on or just watching yourself, mm-hmm. has mastered the art of booking a fight and never showing you a fight. 
They give you a super trailer, five minutes of the great fights that's going to happen to the show. You watch one hour to get three seconds, mm-hmm. and you come back next week. That's casual. To where that show is now on twice a week, two different brands. Um, How do I say? Almost 51 weeks a year. 50 Out of 52 weeks, they're on 51 weeks. They're creating a 52-week program show. Mm-hmm. How Now, what do we do to get a casual fan? That's a big issue. That's a question that technically no one can answer, but the only answer is, What's Vince's biggest play? What's Vince's biggest pay date to date? You're not gonna get an H. H is the almost owner, right? You get a Randy. Randy doesn't bring casual fans. No. Randy is a Randy is a meme. You can go get Finn Balor. Finn Balor has almost buried his old his whole career just by being there. Mm-hmm. You go get a Braun. Whatever. But that's Cena. Or you can go get a taker, but taker is a part of the hardcore audience, not a casual audience and an old school audience. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, as we move forward, something for you to think about as you're watching this. Yeah, I'm just tired of, I'm not tired. The rallies are great. I think that's great fan relationships. I think that's dope. They're inches from these guys while they're cutting promos and this. I think that's fucking dope. But we need something major. That's why I always said, Kenny should have went to the WWE for six months to detour the casual fan when he leaves. But you know the WWE will not give him a six-month contract. Uh, That was the contract. I think the same deal they offered the Bucks was them. After six months, you can go. No questions asked. Hmm. And they didn't take it. I get it. These guys are looking at ownership, retirement, they're talking about when they're fifty. They're thinking when they're fifty versus in their late thirties. I get it. I fuck with it, but just something for you to think about. I just want you to process that. How do you move the casual fan and create the casual fan? I'm gonna think about that one. I really am. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where you you have to look at it. And I mean, it's a, it, I mean, because like if you really you're right, because the only star in the E right now is John. Right. He's, he's, he's signed he's Lashley. The, OK, he's yeah, the horse. Whatever. He he's 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 the engine for the machine. He shows up and people stand on their feet, even the adults. Mm-hmm. Out, Brock, even if you sign Brock, he's not John Cena. No, he's just not John. And that's just the truth. No disrespect to Brock. He's a great commodity. He's a great combat athlete, but he's no fucking John. Right. That's all I'm saying. He's not a merchandise mover. He's not. And if he is, it's not as John relates to. But if John goes hill, as all these kids are going through fucking puberty and going into college and frustrated with life and women in the world and half of them are becoming incels. Oh, there's a giant market. Mm -hmm. There's a giant market. And I'm just saying, if I'm. Tony Khan, I'm all in with my investment, but how do we guarantee the television people and keep the television people? Right. That's all I'm saying. You need a major star. All right, I agree with you. You know, um, moving forward, the show kicks off. It was a nice, decent hour and a half. They Mm -hmm. said it was cold out there. People were saying how they were cold. It was hilarious. Well, I mean, you're in Vegas at night. Yeah, Vegas, you know. (laughs) In in February. In February, you know, so that is what it is. The first person to come out, excuse me for yawning, was Sonny Kiss. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sonny Kiss say he heard that AEW was for everyone. So here he is. And they didn't sign say if he was signed to a long-term deal or was it just for a double or nothing. But he now is alleged a part of the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm cool with the Sonny Kiss signing. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of his work, but he can the, the boy can wrestle. You know, I got to give credit where credit is due. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm glad to see him there, that he'll right. get a shot. And then... Um, that started off things like people responded to him well. Mm-hmm. They cheered. They loved him. Right. I've never seen. I've never even seen Sonny Kiss be booed. And I don't know if we're living in an era where if you boo someone who's gay, are you truly being defeative? Or you just being a wrestling fan? Right. You know what I'm saying. So because of the world and the climate that we live in, we're not too sure. Right. Um. Also, and did you see the whole? You saw the whole thing. Up I saw. Too? I saw a max of it. 
I did because you you didn't catch the end. I didn't catch. I really didn't catch the end until like like when I was going home. Right. But you know, I'm I'm happy that they had Excalibur and they had Conrad Thompson there and they had um. I th- I think Conrad Thompson should be a part of the commentary. I believe team. that he's going to be. Well, we they, we know they announced it too, but I think you know things are going to change. Yeah. And Conrad, I think he should definitely be a part of them, their team, their their, their commentary team. Um. Then we had them announcing that AAA will be joining them along with OEW in partnerships. Right. That's great international branding. And, and then it, that also answers some that also can answer some other questions as well because you know AAA has a partnership with Impact Wrestling. Well, the question is, remember before they said everyone is agreeing to work with each other for now, mm-hmm. but I don't think. AAA gives a fuck about Impact at this moment because what is Impact doing? Technically, AEW has made more noise with one show mm-hmm. and the Impact has with the last 10 years of partners, businesses, and, rela- and television deals. And then just recently, you know, WWE just brought in Jeff Jarrett, who was the triple, who was a, who was a, who has a great relationship with AAA. Right. But again, you know, WWE, they don't even acknowledge them niggas. Right. Which is so fucked up. So fucked up. But moving forward, mm-hmm. we also then, um, I like the fact that they're working with OEW because that puts China on the map. Right. China gets forget- forgotten about mm-hmm. and the wrestling scene completely. Interestingly enough, I didn't know that uh, Shima from Japan, from uh, Michinoku Pro, mm-hmm. was such a big star. You know, mm-hmm. once Christopher Daniels mentioned who he was, and I, I had it clicked on me, it dawned on me as to who he was right. and everything. So, yeah, he was a major player back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the whole Michinoku Pro stuff. The, is he is he joining AEW? Or is well, he... he's he's the co-owner of um, OEW. Okay, cool. And um, him there with the, in this partnership is a great thing. And that match was announced that um, uh, Shima and two guys – from OEW will take on SCU mm-hmm. in uh in a six man tag match. I'm all for it as long as they tear the house down. Mm-hmm. See, you know, it's to me it's more than just everything happening at double or nothing. What is it's the weekly product I want to get to. Right. Um another thing that happened, Pac cut one an awesome promo yeah. tonight yeah. on his iPhone, obviously. Right. Against um <laughs> Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page. Page. Right. Uh, it's you know, I got a love and hate relationship with Hangman Page because I do know he's going by the term Hangman, which means in the wild, wild west that um, everyone would beware of the Hangman and right. everyone hangs. Like the, you know, the bounty gets brought to the Hangman and he hangs you. I was like, that's a little bit racist today, but maybe not. You know, but Hangman Page, I like him, but to me, he's again one of those one-dimensional guys who. Where where does he go with the company long term? Well, they want to. Well, he's they're gonna make him a major player. Mm-hmm. Uh they want to make him the the ace of AEW as far as like the singles division, right? And stuff is concerned. They they're gonna look to build the division around him. He's a he's a good worker. Mm-hmm. You know, technically sound. He can brawl. The guy can high fly. He can do pretty much everything. Everything. You know, and and the guy can talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's proven that. And if the, you know, if the Bucks and Cody and and Kenny was putting all their stock by having him and taking him taking him under their wing and, and helping to and develop seem him, like he's going to become the world champion. Yeah, and but I'm also looking forward with this match between him and Pac. It, it's great. And you're right. The promo was the, the promo was dead on. You know, I like the fact that he says. I'm that little bastard, and I plan on doing everything that I need to do to become the champion. And you're just a another asshole fluttering in the wind, or something to that extent. I'm paraphrasing, but it was yeah, just like your asshole. Your, um, that your another, asshole, your, your asshole was flapping in the wind. Yeah, that's like the funniest. That that shit had me dying. I tell you one thing, I do like about it. It shows you that WWE dropped the ball. On on Pac, yes, they did. This is the Pac they should have let happen. This should be the Pac that should be WWE champion mm-hmm. going up against a face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, right? Or a face of um, AJ Styles at mm-hmm. WrestleMania, right? 
turning the heat up and and creating a true main event. Exactly. Pac, this this Pac, this Neville versus uh, the hit face AJ could have been one of the biggest things ever. I I agree. I agree. And they dropped the ball with that so drastically. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, um, sorry about that. I was over here. They also brought out Sammy Guevara, who was the uh, AAA Cruiserweight Champion of the World. I didn't. He tried. I think he was nervous in cutting that promo. But mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to fuck up on the first time. Just don't do that shit again on regular TV. Of course. Um, I like that he carried the belt out with him. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing that luchador. Pro- I was expecting an accent, and then it was like normal. I was like, oh, you're just a normal guy. Thought he gonna say, hey, you know, we got the tacos in the back and shit like that. But um, I thought that was dope, and I fucked with that heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, they also mentioned I, I got wor- not worried, but it's also out there on the internet that they will be doing a title unveiling. So there'll be another rally. Okay. For unveiling titles. <laughs> There'll be another rally for unveiling um, titles or some w- shit like when that. Are, when are they going to uh, announce their, their championships? Well, they said that they're gonna. Uh, there's going to be something unveiling the world title. It might be done on just being the elite YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure how that's going to work. But if I'm correct, that's where they're going with that. And I'm not mad at it. I would love to see what these belts look like. Yeah. And um, we talked about something a while ago. And, of course, what we, we go all over the place. It's our show. We can do what the fuck we want. You know, I have to look back at the UFC belt. And now I'm going to say I like the belt. And I'm going to explain to you why. The legacy belt? Yeah. I didn't like it at first. But the first UFC belt was very generic and very wrestling-centric. Well, are we going all the way back to the super fight belts? No, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what those all of those belts grew as time went. Okay. But none of those belts quite represented UFC. You just got, you went and got five plates, you put your name on it, and it worked. Then you went and got three plates, you put your name on it, and it worked. And this belt, I got to look at this belt in detail as the UFC put their pictures up, and the detail that went into that belt, and then I started appreciating why it was a legacy belt. Mm -hmm. And then I come to realize, remember I said to you, I don't need a belt to look like it was a belt from the past. I need it to look like the belts of the future. And a lot of wrestling fans, including myself, sometimes can hang on to the nostalgia act right. of championships. And the WWE, the new WWE championship, is not the belt of yesterday. It's not meant to be. It's meant to be the, the belt, belt of, today. of tomorrow. And when you look at the UFC legacy belt, that is the definition of the belt of tomorrow. And these AEW championships have to look like the belts of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if we keep building, like I understand with the NWA using the traditional NWA championship and using that United States championship and nostalgia works. Mm -hmm. But at what point do you say we have to introduce the future? And we have, though we will never forget wrestling's past, we have to let it go and move Mm -hmm. forward. And that's something that I just been, I really like the UFC belt now because Dana didn't have to take that chance. He didn't right. have to spend $30,000 to $40,000 on a belt that he's rolling out on every championship fight. He's not mm-hmm. just going to hand them out to guys who currently have titles. As you defend and properly defend or win a new title, you will be giving a new legacy belt. Okay. Because then you'll be handing out 10 championships to guys like BJ Penn who had 10 championship wins. Whatever. The point being... um, I need these belts to have the belt, the look of the future. And I got a funny feeling that's the direction they're going with it. Um, I know you're more of a wrestling purist. Yes, yeah, but you know what? I'm going to want to see what Cody and the Bucks are going to want to do as far as like their championships. Cody is a person, of course, you know. Of tradition. Of tradition, but he's not afraid to step into the future. Right. Think of when he, re- when he, reve- when he revealed... Um, the Intercontinental title. It worked. Right? Um, the etching, the the, 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 the the style. Although it was old school, but he at there were other things, other elements in that title mm-hmm. that made that Intercontinental belt stand out. Yeah. You know what I mean? That made me go, oh shit. I, I, I kind of like the fact that they brought this I back. love that. And, and, and for the WWE, it did work. And I never liked that. Their Intercontinental belt of the future wasn't a belt I liked. Mm-hmm. I never liked that oval intercontinental championship. It just I like the traditional one. Right. Um I don't like the current 
I like the old United States Championship, but I appreciate the new one. I'm one of those people, respect, love nostalgic acts. If it's done right, if it's branded the right way, mm-hmm. but definitely we need change and we need a new United States title. We need the United. We need the intercontinental title of the future. Mm-hmm. We have the WWE championships of the future, the clean logo. Right. Remember how they try to mix, make it current, and they had the shitty logo with the world champion at the yeah. bottom, and then they refixed the belt. And this belt was like, okay, I can deal with this. Right. But you had mentioned the UFC belt, and it made me think, and I had sat back and I thought really, really hard on um, just why that belt works. And then when you look at it, you go, okay, belt to the future. Mm-hmm. And I hope, you know. UFC making a title like that should pretty much now – set the bar for not only their sport which they're doing but boxing needs to take a league yeah well yeah because boxing needs to come into the new age now because their their belts are still the same i think the only dynamic change i've seen on a boxing belt was the mayweather money championship Mm -hmm. for the wbc heavyweight title or uh championship the money belt yeah, that was and, the only and, one that that really kind of like stood out for me. But they need. To but that wasn't them. a real champion. That was. Right. But again, we need. Uh, you know, a, a lot of things that make people love wrestling is seeing what the person is fighting for. Right. And one of the best championship belts is never talked about is the Midwest Championship. You know, what I'm saying the uh, the the big seven plated belt that they first gave the TA Magnum. Magnum CA, right. The yeah, North Magnum American. CA, yeah. Talking about the, I'm um, in reverse all day today. The North American title. Yeah, the North American Championship, which was one of the greatest looking championships, but it was 20 years ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. That much gold on someone's shoulder, that look, that, that. That belt was almost unbelievable at the time. Right. But if that belt was reduxed today and made to look right, that could be one of the greatest looking championships of all time. That's yeah, possible, yeah. You know, it's it's making the person believe that they're fighting for something so unrealistic that they kill themselves to get their hands on it. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they, when they un- start unveiling these belts, because you know they're gonna make tag team belts, of course, and they're gonna be they're gonna make the a secondary belt, and we know a women's championship is coming. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be shocked if they do into a, a intergender right championship. You know, intergender wrestling is huge, and I see it happening in AEW. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, moving forward, one of the other things that came out that 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 changed the the face of a lot of things, uh, the Young Bucks came out, and then Pentagon and Phoenix and Phoenix came out. I thought that was dope. Yep, Pile drive them in the on the little apron. <laughs> yeah, made waste of them, got them out of their best friends. Also joined the company. Uh huh. Which is which is dope. Now, I think Pentagon and them will definitely be their first tag definitely. champions. Now, if you if you you was talking about they needed that Scott Hall Nash type of deal. If you notice, uh, Taylor and uh, Beretta, they came out in the denim, mm-hmm. the denim vest, the denim jeans, looking like Scott Hall. Yeah, they did. But I think that was just them with their this, Canadian outfits on, not something they did on purpose. Okay. I think it was just them, you know, just being who they, just being who they right. were. Yeah, um, they made an emphasis on tag team wrestling, main right. eventing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already saw that they had a main event tag team match right. on their show, but their the emphasis on tag team wrestling and you know WWE does focus on tag team wrestling. The problem is when you got eighteen injured guys, how can and half of them are in the tag teams? You put the belts where you can, right? But these guys, they look like they're going to be focusing on dudes that. You know, you will not become the world champion, but you can become the tag team champion if that's what you're focusing on. Right. And I like the fact that they are focusing on guaranteed tag teams. And to me, I think they should treat this like a separate division. Yeah. You're going to need 20 or 30 tag teams if you're going to make this division pop. Absolutely. I think that's what's missing in WWE that they need not just 10 teams, they need 20 or 30 tag teams that these are guys whose sole job is to only get the tag team mm-hmm. division over. Right. And the more tag teams you got, the bigger the company can get. Mm-hmm. I want to overflux in tag teams. Okay. So I'm glad that 
two of the vice presidents of the co- executive vice presidents of the company are a people tag team. <laughs> and never gave a fuck on focusing on the world title because right. they knew the importance of it. So I think what people are saying is a lot of executive VPs, you will learn in a lot of companies, mm-hmm. there's a lot of executive VPs. And I wouldn't be shocked if Kenny and Cody, if Cody handles mid card, Kenny handles world title, and the Young Bucks handle tag, tag team. team. Right. And then his wife. Handles Grant, the women, which is what she's doing. Handles the women along with other people. So I think these executive VPs are executive VPs according to the Staten Yelva, and everything is filtered through Tony. Mm-hmm. So I think people are like, oh, there's too many EVPs. I don't think you guys are looking at this right. This may be no different than when WWE creates agents. Right. The difference is they're going to, I think each person is going to take a tear and work on it. So, and it's, I, I kind of, maybe I'm wrong in what I thought I figured out. I just felt like I figured it out. So it was one of those things. Um, but I love Phoenix and Pentagon. I like the fact that they got best friends. Hate the tag team, but I love the team. I also love the fact that both Pentagon and Phoenix cut their promos in English and Spanish. Right, going back and forth, mm-hmm. taking advantage of both languages mm-hmm. and catering to people and shit like that. So I thought that was 100% dope. Right. And then, um, then comes out the biggest thing. Then the women come out. Yes, of course. They announced the signing of fifty-eight-year-old Asa Kong, Aja Kong, which I think Aja, Aja Kong, which I think is dope. Um, for any female wrestlers out there, age don't mean shit no mm-hmm. more. If you can go, you can go. We had this conversation, yes, off mic. Um, and then you told me something I didn't know. You told me that one of those female wrestlers are transgender. Yeah, Nyla Rose is um, a transgender. Someone, wrestler. a friend of the show, we don't have right. to say the person's name, knows that person. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Because at Does first, the public all know that? And um, maybe not. Maybe. Not, I'm quite sure. So is because that a- she's she's also she's also an actress. She's um she's in an independent movie, and it's um privately funded, and it's about transgender people, uh, and it's a comedy. You know what I mean? Mm. But they also, they highlight, I went to take a look at it and I went to look at her stats and they said that she is a transgender professional wrestler and actress. And they run down the stats. And I had to take a real good look because, you know, my friend said, oh yeah, you know, I wrestled against her, you know, but I thought that she was just a really big, strong, powerful woman. And I was thinking the same thing too because I was looking at one of her um, her wrestling um, 8x10s and I was looking at her traps and so forth like that, you know, her, her traps and her, her delts. Well, some females just are naturally built as well. Right. So I could, you know, I know nothing but fitness women and bodybuilders. Exactly. So to me that... So I was looking at the horseshoe. So, mm. you know, I was looking at, I was looking at that and I was like, oh, okay, that seems like she's pretty well defined and so forth and so forth. And then when I looked, I was like, oh, okay. um, She's a, you know, she's a transgender woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. After someone broke it down to you, right? Right. You know, well, the website broke it down to me. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that she's been making her waves in professional wrestling for some, for, for some time, hey, you know, why not? So, I don't care if this comes back at me 10 years from now. I have an issue. With not transgender. Be whatever you want. But this goes back to when they had... With the two boys, the two young transgender males, mm-hmm. females, who in high school joined the track team and broke all of the records. Okay. Should that be allowed? So transgender females are men who turn into women who are genetically and scientifically made up like men with more muscular tone, more hormone, more this, more whatever go into a track and field and not only wipe all the girls off the record books, mm-hmm. but the two boys are in the one and two top spots and no one else gets the pure opportunity to compete. Now, is this transgender woman taking away a spot from another woman? No. Because if AEW says that they're for everybody, then everyone's welcome. So... Now I go to was that fair? Should the two boys, two, should there be two transgender girls, which were boys who convert to females, be allowed in high school and college to compete in all female sports? Because now you're moving the genetic woman out of the place, which now takes them out of place. So I can't support this and support. I mean, 
great. Nyla Rose is a female, identifies as a female, considers themselves a female. But now what does that tell the young kids who now are going up against transgender females and they're losing to them based off of just genetics alone? Oh, that's a tough one. It is a tough one. And I'm not asking you to say you have to pick a side. Yeah, it's a tough I'm just one. saying, would you be comfortable if your daughter, if you had to, let's say you had a girl and she went to track and you watched her train every day and this, that, and the other, and then this transgender girl goes onto the field and beats her by 20 seconds and is starting to break world records. But that's a man, technically, mm-hmm. that identifies as a woman breaking a female sex record. I would want my daughter to win at all costs. So I would but, train but, my daughter extra hard to make sure that she trains extra hard to win. But also that's happening with these transgender boys. Do you uh, should we be allowing transgender females to compete in male sports? One of the record holders in wrestling and amateur wrestling right now is by a transgender boy. So mm-hmm. he is a dude who ident- a transgender female. He's a he's a dude. No, yeah, he is a guy who went into female who thinks he's a female, who identifies as a female, went into female wrestling on the amateur scale, Olympic style, style scale, and broke all the records. And now he's breaking the records and taking the records and freedoms away from the girls. Wow. Now you complain about equality, but now you're choosing quantity of what type over equality and now equality defeats a female's right. I'm just pointing out the, you know, this, you know, like Sonny Kiss, he's a gay man, but they're allowing he's wrestling against the men. Mm -hmm. And he also wrestles women too. So should there be a intergender division just for transgender wrestlers? I say, why not? There's divisions. There's all types of divisions. But now what do we say when they say we should be wrestling the men? Because Nia Jax just wrestled the guy. And Nia Jax will be most likely wrestling Dean Ambrose if he's not as injured as he was at WrestleMania. It's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to happen. It's a lot. It's a It's a lot. It's a a, a subject, man. It's a real one. And I'm not trying to dampen the situation. I'm just pointing out these things what's happening in the world right now and how shit is being labeled and identified and what's happening in teenage sports Mm -hmm. like you have girls who are being beaten by boys who i see themselves as girls and they're winning they're beating them in all of the races they're removing the female sex out of the race out of the game i would i would virtually say that it should should be up to the schools and the, and, and the governing bodies of these sports. Now, now the school, now you're saying the school has a right to identify who is male and female after the student identifies if they're male or female. Should we be saying, okay, you guys want to play with gender, then we're going to go whatever your sex at birth is, is the field you will compete in. Non-negotiable. That's there's up another controversy. Because now then we'll have someone discrimination. trying to... I will. I don't identify as a female, but you were born a female. Now, with these new birth certificates called Gender X, that the parents no longer have to give the kid a gender. They can wait until the age of 18, and the child can choose his gender, now changing his definition of sex on paper. Now, with the Gender X law and all of this, we're going down a fine line. And I'm looking at Nyla Rose, and it looks like no disrespect, an overweight female. But then at the same time, Jesus Christ, this shit is just a, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Uh, as all of us say, it's a fucking lot. So I guess this is a discussion that can be held on many fronts <laughs> many times. <laughs> right, and, and it'll leave you sitting like, yo, what the fuck? You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? So... You know, it's not something to be... And I'm looking at her. Um, Jesus Christ. It's a lot. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it's are is this gen is this intergender woman taking a spot? Is this transgender woman taking a spot away from a female wrestler? Many will say no. Many would say yes. Let the fans decide. What happens if you let the fans decide that anything flows? Where's the authority in the company that decides? You know, I mean, it's a lot. I'm looking at this guy, this transgender dude, Nyla Rose. Um, are they from New York City? Uh, let me see. Let me take a look and find out. Uh, she is from the District of Columbia. She's from Washington, D.C. Okay, true. So she's in our field of, uh, in our, our range. You know, it's a conversation to have with this person. Five foot nine, 170 pounds. She's known as the Native Beast. It reminds me of my old boy Moses when he was The chunky. Barbie Breaker and the American Kaiju. I... I think we should revisit this Nyla Rose thing on a on a whole episode. Mm-hmm. Are you up for that? I'm up for it. This, I just got to th- do my research. Yeah, this needs a whole episode of conversation and talk. Uh, maybe I'm going to reach out to her and speak to her. Because sometimes you need the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, if she's available, invite her on. It's a lot to deal with. It's not a lot to deal with. It's a lot to process when it comes to this because at the end of the day it's wrestling and almost anything is allowed mm-hmm. all right moving forward right those two got into her and the other woman got into a little scuffle in the um, ring i think it was um what was what was the woman's name uh the one that they're gonna try to look to make the 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 woman ace of uh you know where's aew why isn't what's the name on this should be a part of the show blanchard yeah well, Since WWE doesn't want to touch her. Well, isn't she on Impact? I don't know if she's... Yeah, she's with Impact. But she still she was... wrestles independently. So right. I wonder what her deal is or is Impact. Right, because there's no one from Impact on this, in this company. Uh, not now. Not now. For now. There's no one sharing the space with her, with her, with, with them. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was the only of us. That was one of the many scuffles on the show. Right. And then moving forward, we had the music go off and Kenny Omega... Comes out. Mm-hmm. He's executive vice he's, president. He's, he's EVP also alongside the rest of the Bucks and mm-hmm. Cody. Um, he talks about how the journey in Japan had to come to an end. Sorry for Japan. Dark Ages is coming again. Uh, <laughs> the Dark Ages is on its way again. But they say they knew the journey had to end in Japan. Mm-hmm. And because um, you can only change the world, but so much. They made. They did what they made. They keep they their reached their money ceiling. Out there. I mean, the probably only the only other thing probably that they would probably have to do is bring Kota over there, Kota Ibushi, and that, he would make a perfect fit. That's if he wants to go, right? You know, what I'm saying it comes to a lot when it comes to these Japanese guys now because what we're entering is the world of locking everybody down. Mm-hmm. Every if, if if contracts wasn't a thing then, contracts are becoming a thing now. Absolutely, but um, can he come into this? coming in full time on AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, which a lot of people knew was going to go, was, which was going to happen. Um, and if he's going to be executive executive vice president, he has no time to wrestle for other companies. Exactly. You know, because if you really think about it, when they, like he said, when they formed the elite in 2016, it was a big deal for them because this is where they were having the fun and sharing the ideas. All of this stuff was just was formulating in that New Japan ROH locker room. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff was formulating between the three of them, you know, to do this and to make this come to pass. You know, then you bring in Cody and it works. So now that he's here, I'm excited and I'm glad now that they're going to do the, uh, <clears throat> I think is the second match between him and Jericho. Yes, because Jericho does come out. They get into a little scuffle. He puts Jericho hat on. He mm-hmm. continues cutting the promo. And Kenny gave a very passionate conversation. He didn't cut a promo. He had a conversation with the audience. Right. That you know he thought through and obviously pre-wrote and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kenny comes out and he, you could tell he made a heavy thought process with mm-hmm. this. 
with the idea of the E and this and that. Though he say he signed it, he probably was going to sign it regardless. But I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he weighed out his options. His options, right. And I like the fact that him and Jericho are feuding, and maybe they should use him and Jericho to build a second-tier second championship. Right, and that can be done. You know what I'm saying? So that's just one of those things I think that's um, – it's a work in progress. I like I like what I'm seeing now, mm-hmm. and I'm not against anything, you know. And like we talked, you know, me and you had another conversation, um, and like we talked about the rallies and shit like that. But me and you had a, a unique conversation about the fans every day. You know, mm-hmm. certain people being hardcore wrestling fans and mm-hmm. hardcore. We're going to have the hardcore AEW fans. Right. We're going to have the hardcore Impact fans. We're going to have the hardcore indie fans. Mm-hmm. And the hardcore WWE fans. And I and I think in this situation, we can't tell fans how to be fans. And the issue is, me and you, you, talked, you brought up something very important the other day and how you were saying, how you was explaining to someone, well, there's another company and there's this and that. Mm-hmm. And we also was talking about how, fuck it, some people, we... Talk about the Knicks. Some right. people are Knicks fans, are such hardcore Knicks fans, they don't give a fuck about 30 other NBA teams. Right. It's and the same way like if you are if you are a Boston Red Sox fan or a Yankees fan. You don't know nothing else exists. Exactly. So we have that. And I think for AEW to work, they can't, they can't tell fans how to be fans. If they don't like the product, they don't like the product. If you purchase any... If you've purchased any type of wrestling product before, you have a right to judge it. Mm-hmm. It's like buying peanut butter. Right. If you bought Skippy Crunchy, you can say, well, I don't like Crunchy any peanut butter because you gave it a try. Mm-hmm. But then the devil gets into the details when you say, well, I don't like Market Pantry's Skippy peanut butter. <laughs> Wait, this is true. I mean, Market Pantry's chunky peanut butter. Or I don't like such a. There's too much oil in this creamy peanut butter. There's too much this. There's too mm-hmm. much that. Right. So right. it gets into the details. That comes into the hardcore peanut butter lover. Right. So when it comes to this, AEW's fans are now hardcore. But there is a, a audience that does not want AEW to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you guys right now I like AEW. I'm going to be a supporter of AEW, but I don't think I will ever be a fan of AEW. I'm, I'm a fan of none of you niggas. I mean, I'm a supporter of everything. I'm not a fan of nobody. Um, but I will say this. AEW, I'm giving them two hard years. Okay. You got two hard years. Because to me, my number two was New Japan. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So right now, AEW by default has made themselves the number two company in the world. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to give these guys two long, hard years, and I'm going to respect the way they do their thing. Right. I'm looking forward to the to the announcement of the TV deal. I'm looking forward to seeing which channel is going to carry AEW Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I'm also looking forward to seeing what arenas are they going to run, or are they going to also just run like... Well, we know the garden is going to be one. You know, or they're going to do like studio studio shows, or they're going to focus it on making it a house show um, based uh, promotion, or what have you. There's a lot to be brought to the table, and, and their production. What is this production going to look like? What are the lighting, the camera work, the presentation, sling cameras, um, um, extended arms? Are they going to be how many? Is going to be five or six hard cams on the ground? I mean, um. Of a cameraman on the ground, right. how many hard cams are we going to get? Are we are they going to be using HD lighting? Are they going to be using standardized lighting? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the stage going to be? Are you changing stages? Now, interestingly enough, um, at the I don't know if you saw the very very end where they had a uh, some comments with Nick and Cody, and they were talking about I didn't see this. they were talking about balance. They were talking about bringing balance to the business. You know, one of the things that he said like people was probably putting in the ears like, oh, well, you know, Cody's only doing this to go after Vince because Vince put his father out of business. He's like, nah, you know, it sounds too Game of Thrones-ish, but here's the deal. You know, I'm glad that I'm around Nick, Matt, and Kenny mm-hmm. because they balance me. They make, they, you know, they bring forth a balance. They know that I'm a traditionalist. They know that I grew up in wrestling, you know, and I know that these guys are fans of pro wrestling and everyone has their vision, but each of our visions 
balances out with each other. So one of the things that he mentioned was, I'm a traditionalist, but I also love the future of pro wrestling and where it's going. Mm -hmm. So is it going to be like WCW? No. But can we borrow some things from what WCW has done in the past? Yes, we can. With certain elements. If you're smart, Right. So certain elements you can borrow. He said he's going to borrow that. So that probably would mean television production. That probably would be lighting and stage setting. That would also mean cross-branding too. One of the things... And, and, and I really had to Which, think about it. Which, not to interrupt you, and I just want to say this real fast, something Triple H had already began to market on was cross-branding, especially within the UK and, mm-hmm. and, and some parts of Africa. Right. Now, when, what, I'm, what I mean by that is when WCW ran, is, ran was running when, under Bischoff's um, watch, what was the one thing that Bischoff did? He co-branded WCW with Universal Studio. He co-branded WCW with Disney Studio. He co-branded WCW with the MGM Grand when they were Most running. Most likely that was a Turner thing, but yeah, he gets the credit right. for that. Right. So, but he did that so that to show you that okay, WCW is a major promotion. WCW is a major product. It's a major promotion promo, promoting producing content at that time, and it's on par with branded arenas. Or branded locations mm-hmm. so that when people come there, they can be like, oh, shit, yeah, WCW was here. Oh, WCW right. do shoot here. Well, that's when WCW was staying in one place also. Right. Because that format is what Impact, a.k.a. TNA, had used for a very long time sitting in one place. It's actually the formula that works for the full sales, the full cell audience down mm-hmm. in Florida with right. NXT. Mm-hmm. So you have, these, you have these dynamics there, and I think that these are great ideas. I'm now looking forward to seeing it come to life. Just like how you said earlier on, I'm looking forward to seeing all these things come to life. I'm looking forward to seeing how um, the styles of AAA wrestling is going to mesh with the Kung Fu professional wrestling hybrid of OEW. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing how all of this is going to pan in with AEW. What, well, what, Buck, me, what the Bucks is how, doing, what Kenny's doing, what Cody and... SCU and all these other guys are going to do. How I see it panning out in reality when it comes to like OEW and this, it's still going to be a one, two, three pin. Yep. Hand goes up. Mm-hmm. Ring goes up. Mm-hmm. Hand goes up. Title goes up. Mm-hmm. Man wins title. Woman right. wins title. Transgender wins title. Whatever. Right. That's another thing. Well, AE, you know, I'll save that for another episode because this transgender thing just kind of hit me like a bat out of hell. All right. And we definitely have to have a whole show based off of this. Right. Um, let's get our notes together. I want you to get some homework done on this person. Yes, sir. You know I will, man. Yeah, I, I think we should make that next week's topic because okay. the topic should be, uh, should a transgender woman be allowed to be world champion? Or should a transgender man, man be allowed to be women's, women's champion? champion? Right. Or should a intergender title just be created? But then, will the intergender title be labeled as boxing the men? Who knows? I mean... Andy Kaufman got it over in 1981. Chinsworth brought it back about a year, year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Riding off of um, Andy Kaufman's gimmick. Who knows? I mean, the belt the belt today. The child molester with looks, no neck did it. The, the, yeah. The belt today is blue and pink. Mm-hmm. What's his name created it? Right. What's that guy's name? Uh, Dave Milliken. No, 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 no. The guy who introduced it, he was in WWE. He was Carmelo's bitch boy. We're talking about James Ellsworth. He's the one who introduces it. Right. He right. on on the on the independence, he mm-hmm. carries around a pink and blue. Is version. he still allowed to wrestle on the independence? Uh I hadn't heard him work a match, heard of anything working a match last year. Since that or, incident. Since huh? the incident, right. Mm. But in comparison to when the belt was made for Kaufman, it was on a brown strap. Right. So and and of course that's with different companies, different feds, mm-hmm. different promotions. They were never the same belt unless it's carried along in the same company. Exactly. The reality of the situation is this: the transgender wrestler thing is something I never thought about. But you know, we just had Nia Jax into the Rumble, and they said it was legal. Well, China did it too. Beth Phoenix did it well, also. Well, China was, but they never entertained them actually winning the match, and also. China is the only number one contender for the WWE Championship when mm-hmm. she pinned Triple H for it. 
See, here's the here's the current. Oh, I've seen all these belts. I've done the research on yeah. it. I've seen James Ellsworth belt. This is James Ellsworth's current belt right now. Right. This is Kaufman's. Yeah, I've seen all of these. Yeah. For all of these. Um, I think what you call it, did a remake of Kaufman's belt recently. But, uh, you know, I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. And then w- what will be said next? That he used pink and blue. So pink and blue. Why does pink? Who does pink? Who identifies with pink and who identifies with blue? That all of this becomes a controversy now. The more and more this can of worms of social justice warriors and emotional millennials move forward. Yeah. You know. So it is what it is. Uh, look, we've tapped all the notes for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week we're going to talk about intergender, and we're going to do a special show coming soon. On what's that bastard's name? Uh, Chris Cruz. Chris Cruz. We're gonna do a special show on Chris Cruz because this was a gentleman who said to Mark Morell that what makes him a wrestling specialist, and since <laughs> he was in the business, I pulled up his fucking rap sheet through phone calls and conversations and this that and the other. Mm-hmm. And just because we're not world famous on or the elite scale or the alleged scale scale of Dave Meltzer, does not mean that your boy don't got no fucking connections and I don't know how to do homework mm-hmm. on who the fuck you are. So long story short, um, you can sue me if you want. We're just gonna be talking about your career like we talk about everyone else's career since you had the audacity to say to Mark, what makes you? An oh. expert of professional wrestling. Yeah, he's sound like a complete fucking cocksucker, though. Well, I mean, and you can hear about what I said. Um, oh, we're gonna go in detail. Level. Yeah, we're gonna go in detail. Has he? Have you spoken to him? Nah, not nothing has come up of. Uh, Did you want to say, hey, we're doing a show on your career? Um, I think probably I will tweet. I will uh, hit him on on the book and let him know. Yeah, let him know. You know, we're gonna do a retrospective on your career. We're gonna do a retrospective on your career career since you questioned. If I am a wrestling expert, mm-hmm. well, so. that and, and to to some of the fans out there that were that are riding that were riding with because he's is against the AEW thing, right? He's like, it's not going to succeed. See, that's the thing. Uh, I'm a lot not of people say feel is, like it's not going to succeed, and I and like I, I refuse to say that because this shit might blow the roof off. That's what I'm saying. They, all you got to do is give the shit a chance. Let the, let the gate open. Let's see what happens. And then from there, determine whether if it's going to succeed or it's going to be a burst or it's going to bust. Let me tell you something. They get one point higher than Vince in the ratings in the current market, and they've already won, whether they last 10 years or not. Exactly. One point higher, and they already won. To close out, I'll say this. Wait, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. I'll save that for the next show. For the, I want you to think about this. Would you carry... Or hold. Don't answer that today. We answer that on the next show. An intergender, ta- intergender world title. Don't answer that now. All right. We'll talk about that on the next time. We'll talk about that the next time. But you yeah. was about to say? I was going to say to the fans out there, listen. This is a great time to be a professional wrestling fan. Whether you're hating whether on you, it. Whether you hate it or you don't. Whether you love it. Whether you do. Whether you feel that you're entitled or whatever the case may be. I ain't forget about you, um, Professor Woods. Um, Professor Woods. Yeah. Uh, Who's that? <laughs> Xavier. <laughs> oh, who gives a fuck about him? Yeah. We, we ain't forget about you, my man. Um, the bottom line is, is that this is a great time to be a wrestling fan. You have choices. We have choices. Everyone has choices. They can tune in to watch what they want to watch, support what they want to support. But be open-minded about what it is. And 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 also, they have every right not to be open-minded. Because, mm-hmm. we again, we can't tell fans how to be fans. We got to let them be fans. Yep. And WWE, in recent years, are trying to tell fans how to be fans. Right. And no product should do that. Whether, exactly. You know, you can't... T- we shouldn't be taking shirts off of people. Because I'm pretty sure AEW is not going to be taking no. WWE and shirts they, off and they of said, people. And they said it themselves that when they open up their gates and allow people to come in, you can wear whatever shirt you want. You want to wear that old school uh, uh, Bullet Club shirt? Go uh, right ahead. Until until the $100 million power brokers of this thing 
says, okay, no more, no more cross promoting. So and so, so and so, and so and so. Because this will become a game about money eventually. And if they go to war, like people want, see, that's another thing. The same people hating are the same people who want the wars to happen. Right. But however, the executive vice president says, like, listen. We just trying to get in business. We we're trying to start business, and that's just what it is. Let right. the business go forward. Right. With that being said, I want to thank you guys for listening to Wrestlers with Experience. That was that was Mark Rel- Mark Morell. You was just listening to, and, and this myself, is Dietrich Davis, and my uh, self, Dietrich Davis. Um, I want. I'm sorry. I'm about to say, follow us on our social media feeds. Oh, yeah, I'm about to get to all of that. Make sure you follow us on our social media feeds. We don't promote one particular thing because it's considered propaganda, but we do promote. Our Twitter and our Instagrams, which I'll put in the description boxes when you download the show, whether on uh, whether on the so uh, the platforms. I've been in slow motion today, people. Whether the platforms that allow podcasting. Um, anyone ask me about Anchor Media again? No, I will not be doing Anchor Media because Anchor Media just got sold to Spotify, and when you create content, they get to keep it. And mm. I'm not for losing our podcast to someone else's. Uh, system right um but definitely itunes spotify all those other places with the exception of iHeartMedia, at this moment still waiting for a response from them mm-hmm. i also want to tell you guys to go listen to a show called the important nobodies with myself dietrich davis justin maloney and daisha hicks which we record on sundays right and release during the week and that's pretty much it so thank you guys for listening we're going to keep trying this live stream on Twitter. We're going to be doing the other place. Soon as I get legal permission to say their name properly, we'll do it there. Um, well, I can say watch. We'll do it on the FB watch. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take it from there. Thank you guys once again. We appreciate you. All right.